Hey guys, welcome to Conversations from the Secret Place with Yolanda. Conversations we have with God in our quiet time. Conversations about this journey of faith that we are on. Shared experiences are truly the best. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon. And good evening, depending on where you are listening from. (laughs) Welcome to Conversations from the Secret Place, episode 10. 10 weeks we have been at this. And you know, a few of you have messaged to say, well done on being consistent. But for me, you know, I'm like, it's still too early to say that because the journey ahead is still great. But you know what? I don't despise the days of small and humble beginnings. Uh, (laughs) There's a saying that says uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. But I would also add that the true test is in taking a step each day without fail. I've remixed that quote a little bit there. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what the actual quote is, but hey, feel free to Google it and, you know, send me the full quote. <laughs> and, you know, this podcast has actually pushed my relationship with God further. I'm having to be extra intentional about seeking him and spending time with him because each week I have to have something to share. Each week there has to be a new revelation. And so I am, and it's not even... um like I'm being forced to spend more time, but it's more of, I'm very conscious of his presence. I'm very conscious of the things that I am doing, of the things that I'm thinking about, of the the things that I am saying, because I know that I cannot show up empty handed. I mean, you know, I could, you know, record and just waffle on for 30 minutes, but I really feel that that would be out of line with the actual purpose of this. And, you know, being out of line is not something I want to be, you know, I'm not trying to move out of purpose. There, There is no time to be just doing things for the sake of doing them. I mean, we can have fun and I do enjoy it, but I think that there always has to be a reason for the things we do. There has to be a purpose, a greater cause for these things that we do. And so my prayer is that we would all have things that remind us to keep God at the forefront, you know, as, as, as top priority, because once you have that consistent flow, if you break that flow, you'd struggle to pick it up again. And, you know, and it's like anything in life. Once, you know, you stop doing something, resuming it, you know, that's where the struggle really lies. And so I'm really thankful um, for the for the podcast, you know, and how I'm very, very conscious of, of God's presence each minute and you know um I'm growing I'm growing as I as I share as I always say you know anytime that I share with you guys I'm also speaking to myself I'm also reminding myself of the truths in God's word so let's get into today's episode this is called the direction episode titled some things I can't see until I bow and I was kind of toiling between Whether it should be some things I cannot see until I bow. Or some things I can't see until I bow. Eh, potato, potato. You know, I'm just a little bit of a... (laughs) Just a little bit particular about weddings. (laughs) But I went with some things I can't see, can't see, can't see. Some things I can't see until I bow. 
So last week I spoke on how because I have God, I have everything and therefore I can wait a little longer simply because he knows what I need for every season. And if I don't have it yet, then it's not time yet. You know, God doesn't withhold good things from his children. Um, We look at Luke 12 verse 27 to 28 says, look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and are thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And I even played the song Gyra by Elevation Worship and Maverick City. You know, it's such a beautiful song that says, you know, God is enough, Gyra you are more than enough and being content in every season that we find ourselves and understanding that though I may not have my wants, my needs are met. And as we know, your needs are far more important than your wants. And, you know, we could argue about that, but once you have the needs, the the very essentials, hey, you are good to go. And that's what we have when we have God, you know, and Like I said, once you have God, you have everything. You find that he makes all things beautiful in his own time. And so everything aligns when we have God. And so whilst reflecting on that, I started thinking about how I had even received that revelation on waiting. And, you know, I was wondering, oh, how did I come to this? How? You know, is that that how? And he took me back to something he once showed me. He showed me how in instances where, you know, he used the, the, the analogy of a fog. You know, when there's a fog, the higher up you go, the thicker the fog and the harder it is to see. But the lower or the closer you are to the ground, it becomes clearer. Think about it, you know, when you're driving and, and if there's fog, you know, you find that lower. If you're at a low point, it's kind of, it's easier to see as opposed to trying to drive on a foggy day and you're at a high point. So now follow me. Someone gave this explanation as to why we cannot see clearly when it's foggy. They said to see an object, sorry, they said to clearly see an object, we need perfect, a perfect amount of light rays in our environment, which will reflect from the surface of that object and at last will reach to our eyes. But during the fog, the reflected light rays by the object is scattered by the fog and the necessary amount of light rays don't reach our eyes for a clear vision. And that's why we cannot see clearly through a fog because the fog causes, you know, a a lack of reflected light rays. You know, the light rays have been scattered. The, The light rays are being obstructed from reaching our eyes. And, you know, fog is also defined as a state or cause of perplexity or confusion you know when people say oh my mind's a bit foggy oh you're confused you're perplexed (laughs) and you know William McDowell's song came to mind uh falling on my knees the song says in, in you know somewhere in the songs there's a line that says some things I can't see until I bow and that was really the 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 inspiration for this uh, episode title some things I can't see until I bow You see, life can be foggy, but when we remain bowed and kneeling at his feet, we can see things clearer. It's just like when it's foggy, when you get to a lower or to a warmer ground, the clearer what is ahead becomes. 
you know, the less the light rays are obstructed when we have a clear picture, when we have clear vision. And God said to me, you know, Yolanda, the reason when you were asking yourself, how did I get this revelation? How did we get here? God said to me, the reason you had this revelation is because you were at the place where vision isn't obstructed. And that place is on your knees in prayer. You know, our highest place is at his feet. Like that's, that's your highest place. Not at the top of the mountain. No, 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 no. Not on the highest bridge. No, it's at his feet. Because at his feet, we receive answers. We receive revelation. We receive answers. You know, answers and, sorry, I said, we, I said answers twice. We receive answers, revelation and understanding. You know, when we are at his feet, we see clearly And so, you know, in this life where it's foggy everywhere, where everything seems confusing, where everything seems very, very complicated at his feet, when we are in this bowing posture, we are able to see clearly. But when we decide to stand on our own two feet, we are deciding to walk blindly. We are choosing to walk blindly because it's foggy and we're now facing the fog head on. And the greater our chances of getting hurt or getting into an accident. So indeed, yes, some things we cannot see until we bow down. And so I thought about this new chapter of mine, you know, as I'd mentioned previously, um, that my birthday was coming up. And I was just thinking about what lies ahead. My next season, the things that, you know, are, are waiting for me. And I was saying to God, you know, God, it seems that this season requires greater vision, greater clarity, greater hearing and greater direction, which is why I called it the the direction episode is because I'm going to get my direction at his feet. And I was saying all these things and I was saying all these things are needed. And to ensure that I have those things, God, I need to be at your feet. You know, interestingly, it's um, it's cool to note that biblically or Biblically, 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 (laughs) feet represent good or bad footing. You know, feet signify whether one is secure and rooted or whether they are walking or slipping into the wrong things. That's the importance of feet. It's good or bad life choices. And whether those life choices are full of, you know, uh, contemplation and discernment. A few scriptures here on on feet. Uh, We see in Psalm 37 verse 23. The steps of a man are ordered by the Lord who takes delight in his journey. We see in Psalm 119 uh, verse 105. It says your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Proverbs 4 26 to 27 says give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. You know, and that's just a few scriptures there to show you just how important feet are, both in the natural, in the physical and in the spiritual. Feet are used to represent greater concepts such as guidance and direction because how firmly your feet are planted determines 
how easily life will shake you up. If your feet are firmly planted and rooted, you will not be easily shaken. And so that's the importance of, you know, guidance and direction, the direction of your feet. The path that you place your feet on determines whether you're going to have, you're going to get to a good or bad destination. So now imagine what happens when you are at the feet of the one who knows all. I'd like to think that automatically that puts you in good standing. That by virtue of me being at the feet of the one who knows what tomorrow holds, my feet are firmly planted because I know that he knows what comes, what, what awaits tomorrow. Because I know that he takes care of every need. That, that automatically makes me, that makes, puts me on a good path. That makes my footing very steady you know, automatically there's a light for your path. It's telling you, your word is a light unto my path. And so when we understand that being at his feet brings all the, you know, all the illumination you could ever need, that's that's a built-in flashlight. You know, your phone, and I, I love gadgets. Some This has just come to me now. You know, our phones, we don't have to carry a flashlight anymore. You've got the torch, you've got the flash on on your phone. So being with God is, you know, having that inbuilt flashlight that I'm not having to carry extra things for the journey. I just need the one thing and that's being at his feet, the one thing. So again, you know, taking it back to episode seven, the language of my tears, I threw out the question that whose feet are you crying at? And I want to ask that question again, but this time, whose feet are you sitting at? Whose feet are you bowed down at? You know, the story of Martha and Mary, Martha was too busy standing on her feet, preparing this and preparing that. And, you know, good on her for doing all that work. Three cheers for Martha. But Mary, on the other hand, she was sat at the feet of Jesus, listening to him. So let me read it, you know, for the sake of context. I feel like I have not said context in ages. So context, context, context. <laughs> Honestly, that's my favorite word. I love the word context. I feel every time I'm like, oh, what is the context? Okay, wh- what was the context? Okay, in this context. <laughs> so for the sake of context, let's read Luke 10, uh, verse 38 to verse 42. So I'm going to read. Verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted with all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it would not be taken away from her. I love those those two last verses because they really caught my eye. They really stood out to me. Verse 41 and 42. I'll read it again. Jesus responded and said, Martha, Martha, it says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. 
but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Few things are needed or indeed only one. All that was needed was for her to sit at his feet. So she was doing all of these things. And this, this, this reminds me of how some of us are in our daily lives. We're moving left, right. I must prepare this. I must get this together. I must do this. I must speak to this person. I must... Edit. And you know, there's, there's nothing wrong in making preparations. But understanding when you are supposed to be doing these things, I think, is, is more important. And I think we are getting to a time... We are going through, you know, I think it's going to be a season. I don't know, personally, for me, I know that it's a season for me to really sit at his feet and just focus on him and really block out everything. And just it's it's time for me to really zone out and zone in on him. I don't know for everyone else, because we all have different seasons. But I think that the importance of these seasons is understanding what you need to be doing in that season. And if it is your season to be running around making those preparations, do so. Please, by all means, do what you need to do. But in the seasons where you have to sit at his feet and just hear from him, please sit at his feet. You know, all Martha needed to do was to sit at his feet and to hear from him. And, you know, in the same manner for for you and I, you know, only one thing is needed. And as I said, you know, depending on whatever season you're in, and I've said for me, what the one thing that is needed, it's to be at his feet for the direction that I need, for the guidance that I need, for the clarity and the vision that I need to see, I need to be at his feet because life, life is becoming foggier than ever. It's becoming more and more confusing and I need to be at that low place. Yes, low in posture. But it's the highest place. It's the highest place. Being at his feet is the highest place. And so, you know, I'm choosing to stay low so I can see. And remember the analogy that I gave of the fog, that the higher up you are when it's foggy, the thicker it is, the harder it is to see light, to see anything. But the lower you are, the closer you are to warmer ground, the easier it is for light to get through, for those light rays to get through to your eyes, for the for you to receive that light, for you to see what's coming ahead. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for always embracing us when we come to sit at your feet. Thank you because at your feet is truly our highest place. We'll receive guidance and the direction we need at your feet. Father, I pray that we do not become obsessed with trying to stand on our own two feet, so much so we miss out on the golden life nuggets and the revelations you have for us, which can only be found by sitting with you. May we live lives, may we learn to live lives where our default posture is being bowed at your feet. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Alrighties, guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. I hope that you have taken something from this. Until next time, take care and God bless you.